0: experience worship true worship experience the word bringing you wholeness experience the warmth of fellowship experience wholeness at lighthouse Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthouseng.org or contact us at info@lighthouseng.org. At the Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny.
1: chapter 2 from verse 14, he said, Yet you say, for what reason? I mean, if you read the whole of um, Malachi 2, God was so concerned about his people, uh, they were coming back from what you can call captivity, so uh, things were happening in their own society, and one of the things in Malachi 2, the uppermost part, is that God was encouraging them that his name is great, and if his name is great, that name must be exalted in every area of their life. So in verse 14, it was talking, verse 13 said, this is the second thing that you do. He said you cover the altar of the Lord with tears. That means religiosity. Um, a lot of, like I said at the beginning of this series, we read the Bible, but it's the application that most of us have problems with. He said they cover the altar of the Lord with tears, with weeping and crying, And so it does not regard the offering anymore because people can just get used to hearing the word and they are not allowing the word for fine entrance into their space, into their life. He said, no? receive it with goodwill from your hand. He said, yet you say, it was like a conversation. For what reason? He said, because the Lord has been witness between you and the wife of your youth. That's what we do at wedding ceremony. There is an exchange of vows. He said, but hey, people go against this exchange. He said, with whom you have dealt treacherously." He said, for yet she is your companion and your wife by covenant. If you read Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verses 9 to 12, it, it just talks about it. A threefold court. So that's where the covenant is highlighted. But did he not make them one? Having a remnant of the spirit. And why one? Because he seeks godly offspring. So there is an encouragement. He said, therefore, take heed to your spirit. And let none deal treacherously with the wife of his youth. He said, for the Lord God of Israel says that he hates divorce. I mean, let me put that in perspective for people today. He doesn't hate divorce, but that thing. That destroy marriages or shake the family union, God does not subscribe to it. He says, He says, When a man does that, when it happens, it's like one coverings one garment with violence, says the Lord of hosts. So he said, therefore, take it to your spirit that you do not deal traitly. He said, You have wearied the Lord with words, yet you say, In what way have we weary him? Is that that you say everyone who does evil is good in the sight of the lord and he delights in them or where is the god of justice so um we see these things is there in the world but most of the time uh, because of the social cultural issues we tend to play outside the world so the family unit is on the siege today whether it's a christian home whether it's a non-christian home there are things that are changing or have changed around her. As a matter of fact, one of the things that have changed is the definition of what a family is. We have issues in defining that, but that's not what we are doing here tonight. So I just want to define uh, your family of origin and how has that impacted you. You heard so much about it uh, at the Sunday service, uh, but this is what I just want to draw before we take that uh, service further. The family as designed by God is a beautiful thing. The family is every human being' source of social contact. is your first source of contact. Whether anyone is born, they know their parents directly and all that, people, the first point of social contact is the family. Somebody or someone gave back to you and I in a community in a setting, So, it's our first source of social contact where they teach us how to live, how to interact with others, and how to make our way through this seemingly lonely world. That family unit, that's our first social. So, in the family unit, uh, we, 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 we put it in the, in, in the social living, this way. The same manners values are communicated in the family unit you learn how to respect other people in the family unit you know how to greet in the family unit you know what steps to do if you live in a community you know how not to be selfish I'm talking about an ideal family, is our first social. I mean, if you see two kids trying to fight over things, they say, no, give it to him or give it to her. Don't be selfish. So in the family unit, that's our first contact. Every human being, first contact. So it forms the way our lives are formed. And the things we pick, is as a matter of fact, let me say this: it's in the family unit. The first group of people that we are all exposed to is where we learn trust. Is where we learn truth. Is where how where we learn integrity. So if it's missing, for example, for all of us here tonight, if you see some of these values missing in our life, it's because the family unit didn't operate the way it's supposed to operate. And then the family unit that you know how to say good morning You learn the first basic language. If someone is giving to cursing, it's in the family unit that people unconsciously pick these things up. So, values are communicated. Uh, Our social, the first social contact, that's the family unit. So, our family of origin is largely responsible for our thought patterns, one, for our lifestyle, secondly, and for our life behaviors. That's why if you see someone who is not behaving properly, what do we say to them in our own nation here? They said they lack home manners or home training because there are certain basic things that the family unit communicates to us. Can I have an amen tonight? So, our family of origin has a large impact on our lives. It has. When such impacts are negative, we can see that we don't only cause problems for ourselves, for our family, we will cause problems for the larger society. Can I have an amen tonight? I'm sounding different tonight. I love this clean sand. Something has been done. Can we appreciate our sand people? Something has been done. I, I love to preach tonight. Can I have an amen? But I'm not going to preach, we're going to discuss. Praise God. There is no timer here, so I can go on and on and on and on and on. So please help me with the timer. So the family of origin is largely responsible for our thought patterns. So if you grow up in a family where people say there is no money, you are technically growing up with inadequacy mentality. If you grow up in an environment where people are said, do you think I pluck money from the tree? That's what you will probably, will affect your mindset towards money. It can can help somebody who is used to hearing those words to develop scarcity mentality. Can I have an amen tonight? So, this family of origin is is so strong. The force there is so strong. If you take on, on any lifestyle habit... Don't, I have friends who they send I me? Mean, they be sending them to go buy cigarettes as as early as six. So they grew up to be chain smokers. Six years of age, they just send them go get sick from. And then in the beetle, huh? Eh? I, 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 the environment that I found myself, we don't smoke in our house. But I have friends, such friends, and you know there are some houses. Where people grew up, they don't close the door. The last person who entered the house, eh, just, 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 they don't have key. <laughs> uh, somebody is laughing. Maybe you, you've been that. Uh, they just don't look. so everybody is free. It's free entry and free exit. If you grow up in such an environment, the likely thing is that there may be a kind of loose hands in the way you live your life today. You know what the new bad does? It helps us to renew our mind. To recognize that we are not of ourselves. Our lives doesn't belong to us. To create certain boundaries. That's what makes the difference. That's where the word of God helps us. In a family that people grow up, free entry and exit, if you go for one week, nobody asks after you. It's the day you show up at home. That's the day you come. Some of you are smiling. So you can even if you don't grow up in such a family, you can remember in the street where you live. Yeah, some people will visit you, they are not going home because nobody is asking them. Is asking after them in their own home. So that family of origin is responsible for our thought patterns, for our lifestyle, for our life behavior. Some people don't know how to talk, they picked it off. Some people who shout, on even on the telephone when they are talking, everybody is hearing what they are saying. They picked it up because if you grew up in such a family, everybody is competing for their voice to be heard. Can I have an amen tonight? I think I'm digging into it gradually. So, our family of origin has a large impact on our lives. Thank God for those who have theirs together. But not everybody. So, what this session or tonight's service will help us to also do is for us to think. So we compare notes. For us to learn, like the principle of learning generally, we learn, we online, online, and then we relearn. Because that's the whole lessons of being a believer. Our mind begins to be renewed by the word of God. We have a new perspective towards living. We begin to see, for example, social interaction. We see every other person as being created in the image and in the likeness of God. Someone who is consistently talking down on other fellow human beings, may likely, we may trace that to the family of origin. Where people want to put other people down to be able to rise. Can I have an amen tonight? I mean, if you see a good parent... Even when I mean we've read some of these people who later turn out to be best I mean inventors and all that, we have the regular school teacher says they are dumb, they can come and withdraw them from school, and such mother or such parents, we speak strength into the potential of that child, and that child invariably turn out well. Can I have an amen? <laughs> but in a family where people have had olo olo coconut olodonier, coconut, coconut. people don't turn out really, really well. Because they have had words consistently. I have a friend like that. When they want to wake them up in the morning, is with curses. So assuming like my name, Ayo Olori Bulukudire. Now this, they don't say. So you will grow up not believing in your ability because even words. Has spoken to, to kill potentials. Do you know that hearts, ART, dancing, and is now that we are getting aware, has been killed as potential in many people. I, I remember when I, I was in university, if you are doing drama, drama hearts, you are not a serious student. You can never be serious. <laughs> You are NFA. Even though you are in the university, people will say, what course are you doing? Dramatic hats. Just, <laughs> they just turned away from you. It's now that things have changed. Then if you are not playing football, ah, you are playing your life away. Praise God. Amen. As I praise the Lord. Amen. So, we need to understand it. And when we understand it, then we'll be able to redefine it. I'm not who I used to be. Yeah. So, who I used to be, I use as raw material to fabricate the future. They said I cannot make it. I looked into the word of God. I will make it with God. Christ in me is the hope of glory. They said, when men say there is casting down, the testimony of my own lips is that there is lifting up. Can I have an Amen. amen. So, your family of origin is the family unit in which you are raised. Please, don't confuse this with the the biological family only, live, but also a community of origin at which you are raised. If you are raised around odu Yaba, all those places, you must be streetwise. Mushin, yeah, you must be streetwise. Because even if you are raised in that environment, and you are going to school, you must be one out of the lot. Because when people say they are going to school, they have pocket knives and all that, they don't get to school. They don't pass through the gates. They always come in through the fence. So it's the community. I mean, influence. You know, we we say something. uh, I, I remember my own pastor usually say, that the presence of area boys is a proof that there are heria fathers and mothers. So, a biological family might have very little to do with your development if they did not raise you, but a greater community is such a broader influence on us. So, the family of regime is that environment. If you are raised by your grandparents, the likely thing is that things are going to be different. If you are raised by an aunt, an uncle, a family friend, or even your parents, the dynamics will be different. Can I have an amen tonight? I I just want you to understand it. Some people, I have friends like that, they've not lived with their parents for one month straight. They lived with people all their lives before they became independent. So they passed them from one place to another. And you know in Africa, if you are passed from one place to another, you cannot be like a child in that family. You don't get the best. And all these things, whether we realize it or not, it it has created trauma for many people. It has created mental health concern for many people. Some people just can't... I mean, a a friend told me their parents died in an accident, same day. Four of them. So as they were finishing the burial, they distributed them to four different members of the family. So their growing up was different from each other. Okay, let's stop. If I, if I dwell into, I want you to contribute. <laughs> I don't want to dwell into. my name. So, at least you understand that, what I've shared. I want each person, if you are bold enough, because tonight, when we do this, we finish, we pray with one another. The Bible says, pray for one another that we may be healed. Does anyone want to share their experiences growing up? That's what the night tonight is all about. So you tell us, don't be ashamed, we are not ashamed of anything. You tell us what it was like, and then what you have done so far since you became a Christian and how you are growing. We are all working pro- progress. There is nobody who is perfect here. There is none. We our perfection is rooted in the word of God. So, if you want to share your experience, can I see your hand? I don't want to call, but if you don't talk, I will start to call. Everybody in this room has an experience. Whether it's for good, if you have it, good is good. We celebrate Jesus in your life. Yes, sister me. Uh, please pass the mic to her. So, we start with you. Tolu Deeper Walk.
2: <laughs> okay. Good evening, everyone. My name is Tolu. I grew up. Olakunle. Deeper walk. <laughs>
1: uh, ah, two are uh, uh-huh. Which one? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, Tolu. <laughs> Thank you. Let's appreciate her. At least she brings the. Yeah.
2: I grew up in a family of um, six children. Wow! Yeah, and with my two parents, and the other brother. Then I'm like the second child of the family, the first girl, and then I have three other sisters, two brothers, like that. So um, growing up was kind of fun for me, and um, I grew up under strict parents, most especially my dad. But um, the interesting thing for me was the fact that there was a way my dad raised me, particularly that he raised me like a boy.
1: I wanted to, if you have denied it, <laughs> I wanted to mention it that as a tomboy.
2: I, I wouldn't say a tomboy, but okay. um, he planted a kind of mentality in me that okay. there's no way I get and there's no place I get to that I kind of feel intimidated except I just want to be like, yeah, I just want to be like a visitor in that place. And what happened was the fact that the first time I entered into secondary school, I was very short, very tiny. Yes. I, I know I'm still short, but there's nothing anybody that? can tell me that can change that. Who said that? You don't look at me. Who said that? Don't look
1: Who said that? Don't look Go and face the naughty corner. Say it back. See back.
2: So, um, the one in secondary school, as I dropped my boxes in the hostel, um, two seniors just looked at me and said, ah, why do you look like a cork bottle? You look so small and tiny. And I was crying. I ran back to the checking point. My father looked at me and was like, what happened? I said, two seniors just abused me. They said, I'm very short I'm this and that. My dad said, look straight. He said, look straight into my eyes. I did, with tears in my eyes. And he was like, do I look very tall? I said, no. Look at your mother. Is she as tall? I said, no. Is there anybody that is taller than you is too tall. Anybody that is shorter than you is too short. From that day, there was nothing anybody could tell me that was going to change however I felt about myself. And that alone gave me the um, confidence. Thank you very much. It gave me the confidence to just pull through life. And I even studied architecture again. So I was, we were like... Just <laughs> one one or two people among
1: <laughs> boys several boys
2: yeah, yeah and um i we were like 15 girls to 85 guys in class and so sometimes people just come into the class and be like "And hey, ladies this that i was the shortest among all the girls but i was the one that fight for every other person in class in studio whether we go to night class and we're there overnight and guys want to cook spaghetti and you're saying ladies you should come and cook i like hello excuse us they didn't give you. They didn't give us to you as wives. If you want to eat spag in this studio, go and cook your spag. If we want to take noodles, we take noodles. Let everybody be at peace. You brought your wrapper. I brought my blanket. Do not come near me. Let everybody be okay. <laughs> Even during um, NYSC, um, I slept. <laughs> I with my bro- uh, my husband. We were in the same family house, and severally. <laughs> <laughs> so several times, several times. Um, Ladies, some guys who just want to pull some stunts on us and my roommates would just shout from the window. Sister Tolu, where are you? They want to cheat our room. I'll be like, hello, we dropped our buckets before you people. Now, what happened? Love brothers, please shift. Faithful brothers, shift. It is our turn to fetch water. So all these things and more helped me. But if you see my elder brother and my younger brother, you will know that we. Though my dad passed when I was in um, final year in university. So several persons were like, how are you guys going to cope and all those things. And we're like, okay, whatever fruit this man had planted, for the few years we stayed with him, I trust God to help us with that. And that has been what has been helping us and so much more with God on our side. We really didn't feel it so much, though I miss him a lot because I know that there would have been so much more I would have gleaned from him. But aside that... Yeah, yes, and he has been doing that work well because I really saw my dad in him. Yeah. <laughs> so he continued from where my dad stopped. Hallelujah.
1: But but can you which what can you pick out of um, what she said? Eh? I no, I I want to use that word confidence. Yeah, just that first day at school experience was what changed. The narrative, all through school, and then all through life, even up to now, and then she met a husband who also instilled that confidence further into her. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you, Toby, for for doing that. Okay, who wants to share next? Yeah, Shile. Oh, Toby, you also want to deeper our Pete, for that.
3: Okay. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. So I'll try and share my own story, too. Um, I, I think um, my challenge started into the family I was born into. My dad is a Muslim, my <laughs> my mom is a Celestia Church of Christ. <laughs> oh, here. Oh, 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 <laughs> Hold on, hold on for the for the story now. <laughs> hold on for the story. Of course, I was b- <laughs> I was I was born into polygamous for sure. I am and I'm the I'm the last born of um 13 children. Football team, they had two substitutes. <laughs> Okay, so I think to to a larger extent, I think I didn't have um I I didn't have any perspective to live until um, I think only two thousand and seven or two thousand and eight because um growing up was kind of, you know, I think Pastor mentioned a bit about my picture growing up, which was <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, just have a family that your dad would just come home once a week, give all of you to 200 naira for the whole week. You're going to do the rest yourself, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, where's the um, brothers? Bro, you need my area now. I grew up in Ecosia. So it's, it was like that growing up. So I learned survival from a very young age, in as much as. um, it was just there, and I think to an extent, I, I really appreciated God, that even while I never knew anything, it was just guiding my steps, because I could likely say that um, I'm kind of the different person in the whole of the family, without any direction, I just think God was just directing me, they don't appreciate a lot of things in my family, education at some point, um, uh, my brothers, my family, like my own mom's um, children, to an extent, they tried, but along the line, something will shall come. My brother was very brilliant, all of a sudden he just lost interest in education, but while I was in that darkness too, I was like, nope. i go finish, sec- ah, secondary school, I'll go finish. Yeah, I had some, you know, some challenges, but it was still there. University also came, I was like, I didn't know what education was gonna give me. I was just determined to, <laughs> and That's the truth. I, I I went to school not because I believed school was going to make me better. I went to school because number one, people were going to school. Number two, nobody could really go to school and come out in my family, and I would go to school. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. And um, you know, so our next day it was. It now I think he he really dawned on me. Yeah, I gave my life to Christ and eight. And even with that, you know, he's like a newborn baby trying to, to grow all over again. I, I started teaching myself a lot of things. I, started, I made most of my decisions myself. I never had the privilege of living with my boat parents under the same roof. I think I left the house practically just one, and that was like and nine that Sometime, I went to Djibouti Grammar School for that matter. So I jokes. <laughs> so there are some holidays that I don't come home. And then it was um, GSM, you know, you have to go to my dad. So, my dad also, based on work, might not even remember we we're on holiday. And I'm always happy because coming home was not my own dream. Staying back in school was my happiness. I only come home when I want to come and do. There's no Magodo for students, so but just Magudo. So, I used to do Bricklayer. I walked through Shangisha. I walked through Lover from K2, enter Shangisha, then enter Magudo, you know. That's <laughs> it, just. just. <laughs> So, so it has just been like that. Then, I think, um, like I said, meeting Christ, I I think this um, Marvin Sapp song actually started teaching me a lot of things. Falling in love with Jesus was the best thing I've ever done. That was a song that Minister Kenny used to play in our room then. And it kept shaping my mindset to the point that I started making some practical decisions. I started liking my life. Like, I started believing that there is something to life. And you know, the moment you start looking around you and you can see that, yeah, I, I made a lot of mistakes actually growing up. But, you know, the moment you start seeing the positivity of you making a decision for yourself and the outcome is actually becoming good, you want to do more. So, I started, no, there was nobody to tell you that, she do this, do that. No, no, nobody, that. <laughs> I'll be a master's graduate soon, Would the bomb for my family, who cares? Nobody cares about all of that. And... I went home recently to just pay, homage, um, just with my dad, and just check my, my mom's grave because my mom's late, and I realized that everybody actually that came around, I was like, it's different. It's just clear that Mm-mm. sometimes I used to ask myself that, am I sure? Am I sure these people are the one that born me? <laughs> no, let's be real because no, I'm serious. I'm, I I myself that question because practically, I kind of think differently, and I don't. To the point that I don't know why I, but of course, when I grew deeper, I knew that God just helped me. Like, he just helped me and, yeah, I'm still growing and I, one of the things that I've also appreciated is definitely, I've always, I think I'm, I told Pastor one time, like, one of the things that I've kept in my mind is never to have a home like my parents did, because it's affected a lot of things in my siblings' life and I wanted to marry, or I pray, which I, of course I found one. I want to. <laughs> I have always prayed to have somebody who appreciates family values and be very, will be very, like, very serious on ensuring that they also make their homework because I believe the life of our children depends solely on it. So I think that's. That's a brief
1: Okay, can, can, we learn, can we learn from this? Can, any live lessons you can draw from what he said before I, 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 I talk? Anyone who wants to just call it out what you can learn from what he said? <laughs> no, you are too spooky for me, <laughs> and too spiritual for me by saying that. I'm
4: Yeah, I, 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 sorry. We need to understand. If He has not done anything exceptional. He has. So, sir, I said this because even when he made the decision of Christ, you practically didn't know anything. So I say that because I see myself in this light. Yes, I lost my dad when I was six. So your journey, you have no control over a lot of things. You understand what I'm saying? You had no control. You are just... You're just coasting. That was when, when I wanted to marry. I, no, nobody has ever hugged me in my life. <laughs> so when Pastor Ke is even hugging me, I have a problem. <laughs> if you notice, it's, I just hug him by the side. I mean, yes, I still have that problem. I only hug my children. And I'm not being... I, I have to say it openly, sir.
5: When, so I know
4: now, I won't be hugging you. <laughs> so Pastor Ake, you noticed... I hug people, but nobody has ever hugged It's very expensive. So, I said that because we have similarities, sir. So, I grew up, my mother hugged you. Someone that has not taken care of five children. She hugged Lokone. So, I became street smart before 10 years. As in, street smart. Sharp on point. Number two, for me, my dad, I had... Okay, on Monday now, I was telling you, <laughs> my stepsister came. I'm seeing her children for the very first time. One is 23, one is 21, one is 16. They came to visit me all the way from Potter Court for the very first time. And I have a sister that I don't know. So, number one, growing up, I knew babe is a no no. I was invested for five years. Bebao, council. So I wanted to, so when I was looking, searching for a wife, number one, you must have a strong family value because I wanted a good family because I didn't have one where I was coming from. My mom did, yes. So I wanted, so when I said, when we started this series, when I said that, you can criticize him, but he knows why. So it was clear to me when I was going to get married, the father and the mother must be living together. I have no apology about it. It is, it is, it is a deal breaker for me. And because I didn't have it, so when I started living, when I got married, she had to reformat me. Amen. Uh, you understand. But again, I made up my mind. I was going to live a good life. Got into secondary school. Now. I had one option, like you said. You can't write the exam twice. You can't. My mother is a widow. If I fail Waek, I'll have to sit at home. So from SS1, I read PNOKK back-to-back. Yes. Ababio Back-to-back. Nelson Biology, one, two, three, back-to-back. General Mass, one, two, three, back to back for a week. And I knew at this point, one. So I had six A's, three credits. Because the church I was attending, people finish secondary school, they don't move further. So when they are doing Thanksgiving, carpenter, I don't want to be a carpenter. Bricklayer, I don't want to be. So there was no mirror, nobody to see. no See, you have to be in that shoe to understand what she is saying, sir. Okay. There is no, nothing. Nothing. Okay. So, Jesus made the difference anyway. Mm-hmm. So, when I... So, I've been in a church. I was born into the church. I dedicated my life to Christ. I now moved away from my local church. It, it doesn't look like where... Nobody looks like where I was going. Amen? So, I started attending fellowship. And that was where they encounter. They started sowing seed into my life. As a matter of fact, Pastor Ben Joda came. I wanted to go to Unilag, but the influence was so strong, I just feel futa. Because of I just wanted to be with him, nothing more. Because I really didn't know what to do. So I'm saying that in if you look at it, yes, but there is a God factor in orchestrating all of these things. No doubt about it. So, I will end with this. And somebody asked a question after service on Sunday, when we had that service. So, I I want to climax with this, that. Where's the place of new creation reality? And I will say this. When you gave your life to Christ, you had a new family origin. Am I right? And the Bible says, work out your salvation with trembling and fear. You have to work these things out. Redemption has been done. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Salvation is there. But you have to confess with your believe in your heart and confess with God. So For somebody hearing us and saying, oh, what are they saying? No. It's, it's simple. And I say this: it is hard work, sir. I submit. It's, it's a part that you have to be broken. You so, practical example. Where I grew up, we don't say I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not a language. So, when I got married, no, I was not married. I was cutting my wife, my late wife. And we had an argument. And she noticed, said, do you have a problem saying I'm sorry? And for the first time, somebody is, conf- oh, oh, my liar. You understand? pastor? So, Nokia, I was using the Nokia phone. I now sent her a text message that I'm sorry. She brought the message to me the following day. She said, Say it with your mouth, you will not die. <laughs> she showed me the message, sir. He said, Binga, say it, you will not die. Pastor, <laughs> I was still <this> struggling. <laughs> I now said it. He said, I'm not angry. So she helped me to overcome. Vacu- there are a lot of things, eating pattern, a lot, you know, where we come from. The food is not always enough. So you, you cannot obey at all those. So I'm saying all of these things, in all of this, God, God, for somebody hearing us, you're online, you're here, there is a God factor, and you must recognize it, and you must be deliberate. Okay. So,
1: Thank you, sir. Uh, let's take one more, because our time is fast spent tonight. So decide on who you want to give the mic to. So we we wrap it from there. We can continue next week.
5: Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. So when Pastor said someone should, you know, give um, his own experience, I was still, well, that's the difference between me and my wife anyways. I I don't speak first. I mean, I maybe I don't just, so I was still struggling that, let me, should I talk or not? But then she (laughs) 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 then she, she started. Okay, so um, Yes. Um, I grew up from a family of, of five, three children. Three children. I'm the first. And we were still talking about this some days ago, that I was actually trained as though I'm a girl. Yes. And the person who actually instilled this training in me was my mom. So that's so it, it was quite We're talking about that some days ago, and I was like, so it's like God has a way of just joining things together, you know, when me, I was trained like a girl, trained like a boy, and, you know, the equation is now balanced, so there's a girl inside me, there's a boy inside her, and then we are, you know, just, just like that, but at the end of the day, I'm a man, she's a woman, praise God, so it got to, I mean, the training was so was so rigorous then that people people were asking my mom if I was a child. Because I was so, I mean, I do all of the work at home. Name it, wash clothes, cook, fetch water, sweep, wash plates, all of the, everything. Anything that's do with, in fact, everybody's clothes in the house I wash. I mean, it was just, in fact, when we travel to a place and, um, I'm taking care of the surroundings. They are wondering, they're like, he's a boy now. I, <laughs> I was able to fold cloth and we'll fold them very well, you know, all those kind of things. So that, that was kind of upbringing, training I had with my um, mom. Yeah, yeah, dad was there, but then... So, But I had a very, very good relationship with my mom when I was growing up, praise God. Um, another thing I noticed, because what I'm taking this to is what I saw and I decided to stop and decided to start my own. So I knew when I was growing up, I mean I was, I mean, I knew this when I was very, very young, like even when I was not up to five years old, that I was very different. Very different in the sense that I could, I was not taught music, I, I, could, I could listen to a song, I could listen to, I could hear music and replay it. I was not taught the keyboard, I was not taught all of those things. I just dreamt I was playing the keyboard, and I knew how to play the keyboard. By just going to type what, I, or sorry, click, or press what I press in a dream and all that. So I knew I was very different, and I knew I had this, there's just this difference with me. So since I was that young, I do not affiliate myself with my biological background i mean the forefathers and you know in fact i had an issue with the surname i was bearing then which was a combination of you know some names and i'm like you dad are you the are you bearing this name he said no is it your father no is it your grandfather no then why am i (laughs) see why am i bearing this name i i just knew i was just not from their clan so to say i mean i was just from somewhere different so I began to look for people around that had the kind of clan I, I, you know, could identify with. So, and it's actually in the area of marriage. There was no marriage around me then. That was okay. There was none. I mean, I make both to say there was none. I mean, in my church then, in my church then, we start service by she attended all of those gospel churches that that year. You know, <laughs> something, something, something. Gospel International Church. You know, you just know. So, start service by 9, end by 12. And so you start service 9, uh, do Sunday school till 10, then choir, and you're come and sing, then in that kind of announcement, then pastor preach from like 10, 30 to 12, and all of that. <laughs> so it's just that normal arrangement. So what happened was, I was so pained, because this was year 2009. That was when God consciously started teaching me Marriage. I mean, I consciously started reading the Bible concerning marriage, and why I say I was different again was that right from primary two, I could remember vividly. I had started reading the Bible from cover to cover. I mean, I read, finished several times from that time. So I just knew I was different, and I was looking for. I was looking for people that could, you know, but I I could not see. So that particular Sunday, I was asking a question. I had prepared my heart that I would ask everybody in church this question because I could not see any family to, not even mine, I could not see any family to that look like what I've been reading. And so th- that was the problem I had then because there was a disparity from what I was reading and the realities around me. I could, not, I could not fathom why is this one like this here and it is not like this physically. So I asked. I said so what does what does I mentioned three fathers in the faith and three mothers in the faith. What does that that And daddy, What do they know? That they are good fathers to their children, good husbands to their wives, and good pastors to their church. Now, go to the mothers. What do they know? That these three dimensions is also very, very evident. I mean, we can see it. That there's no, everything is at par and is excellent. Sir and ma, everybody in the church. And there was nobody that did not talk. Everybody tried and tried and tried to say some, and everybody that me, you know, those churches, you know, everybody's living around. This one is living ten steps away, and living fifteen steps away. So you know what their marriages look like. I mean, you you so you are seeing an elder at the bus stop telling somebody that, that, you, that you you do you know why I am? I used to be just because of one car. You know, you know how they fight around, and then you are seeing them. They, there was nothing to say because they they, they don't live the life. So by the time, Sunday so the school was supposed to end by 10, they were still struggling to answer. 10.30, struggling to answer. 11 o'clock, struggling to answer. I just, sir, I just raised up my hand and I was able to answer that question. Since then, they started looking at me that, you, what do you know, and all of that. So one thing I did not see in my family was show of affection. It was not there. My dad does not help my mom. You know, so, so it's... it's, it's it's not (laughs) it's just you just you don't and in my house in my where i I grew up it's so difficult to to say maybe i'm i'm sorry um or you are using endearing words it's not there i mean you can't find it but me i knew these are the things that i wanted so there's there's this there's also this notion of if we give you money to do this it's done but i was more um, I, I was more. I I I I rated emotional presence more than you give money or you give lots, you give shoe and all of that. But they they, they didn't know. But I was just very very different and all of that. So I decided that in my after I started looking for families I could really you know watch and learn from. I decided that in my home, this is what and what will happen. I would use endearing words. I would I would make sure that. That's why, probably when you see when you see me today, <laughs> when you see me today with my wife, you're like, this it it wasn't like that from the beginning. It was not so. <laughs> I decided that I was going to change a lot of things. How how one speak to the wife? I you know I've witnessed my parents fight many times. I've witnessed fights. Now 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 now. The mom say the, the mother knows that she's doing this on purpose. I'll disgrace you outside. Then I'll come I'll come and kneel down. Beg you. ah, Beg you. Beg you. Beg you very well. It, it, it was normal. Many families did it then. And I just, I just told my, myself this will never happen in my home. <laughs> so there was, there was also some just a lot of marriage stuff that I was not seeing in the Bible and I was seeing in the reality and I'm like, no, I will replicate that which is in the scriptures. And that was one of the things that God helped me to you know, overcome and change.
1: Okay, thank you. Um, what are we do, or what we will do is that we continue next week, Wednesday. But in conclusion for today, um, one thing is like a common denominator. Everybody is aware where their journey started uh, and where the shift came. Basically, all of the three, the shift came from except to look. Those that actually instilled that confidence. This shift came by their relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And then even though in being still naive, there was a kind of intentionality. I, I will start from here uh, next week. I'm not surprised listening to you. I'm not surprised that you are, not, you are now an entrepreneur. I'm not. Because the street has taught you much. You just have to wise up. I mean, that's, that's just the thing. But one thing is clear. Um, the intentionality, being aware to your environment, and then making up your mind. Because um, what PG was saying about the new bad reality, a lot of people are saved, but they are still poor. Because you can be saved and be poor. You can be saved and be struggling with your health. If you don't have the intentionality to live by the word of God, it's the same thing. You can be saved. You can even be the Pope and be your wife is coming to, um, is coming under the influence, is coming under the influence of the Holy Spirit and renew your mind. So uh, I know that that kind of uh, assumption, uh, once saved, forever saved, once you are saved, all these things are taken care of, you need to walk, you need to walk up yourself. Someone who lives under a polygamous setting atmosphere, they are naturally aggressive. Is the survivor of the fetus. Who wins the game? That's the way. So I mean for eh? Not over aggressive. And then someone who grew up under polygamous setting, they may have challenges with trust. Ah, yes. So these are the things that, so the new birth has settled on, but you now need to walk yourself to trust God, to trust people. So we we continue from there. Next, um, next uh, you can see the role of parenting here. Speaking into the life of your children. The things I've suffered, I won't allow my kids to suffer. That's, that's the thing. The same thing here, I'm sure, I mean, listening to you from day one. Mm -mm. this is not the kind of marriage that I want. This is not the kind of home that I want. You also have that commitment. So, that intentionality uh, is what the Holy Spirit fuels in our lives. And then you are able to make the right decision. And I pray um, that, you see, it's just for us to open up this family of origin thing, because a lot of the things also, let me say this in conclusion, a lot of the things that we blame the devil for ought not to be by just simple adjustment and coming under the authority of god's word you have banned the devil and then you can make good of your i mean god does not i hear i hear people say leave me oh leave me oh as a matter of fact if you don't leave me i will show you sample anger is in our family which family that's a born again christian talking which family And my own born again is no mumu. If you talk too much, I scatter everywhere. Which, which... So, these are things, the new birth is supposed to give us a paradigm. The things that the songwriter wrote, the things I used to do, I do them no more. So, the new birth is to build that new nature. And then we begin in that image and we can make good of our decision. I pray tonight that the Lord will help us, where we need to make adjustment. we submit ourselves to his surgery. Can you join your hands with the next person to you? Let's just pray for one another. Let's pray for one another. That's the main essence of this teaching. Just pray for one another that will be healed. You may not know the burden that someone they are holding their hands is carrying, but Lord, we are praying tonight that my brother is strengthened by your spirit in their inner man. Can we just open our mouth? I'm praying in agreement. Let's pray in
0: agreement. This message is brought to you by the Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center, the Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2, 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthouseng.org for
3: more.